All right. So uh, we've been in uh, the story of Noah and just walking through Noah. Um, I'm going to be in Genesis chapter 8 this morning. I'm actually going to be in Genesis 8 and 9, and Isaiah 9 will be like the three main areas, but uh, we're going to use 8 to jump off with. But we've been walking through the days of Noah. The days of Noah, uh, that's an expression that Jesus used in Matthew 24, I believe, Matthew 24, when he said, just as in the days of Noah, men will be giving themselves to eating and drinking. And what, he, what he's saying is, again, is that there will come a time, just like when Noah was living, where, where sin is, is considered normal or considered okay, and, and, and people will live as if there's no cares in their life or as, as if anything goes. And, and I believe that we're living in this time right now where where what's right is now considered by many to be wrong and what was wrong is now considered to be right and and what is up is now down you know it's it's just everything is being turned on its um turned on its head and if you want to know the truth it's only that this is this is the power of agreement by the way because what is leading all the societal change is realistically about 3% of the entire population. But the 3% of the entire population has said we are sticking to our message, we're sticking to our agenda, if you will, and, and, and it has infiltrated all of society. And, and I believe that us as Christians, it's not something to be... It, trying to be careful how I say this because I want to be loving, okay? But I, I think it's actually a prophetic picture of what would happen if us as a body of believers just got behind what we actually believe, okay? And, 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 and rather than saying that's wrong or this is whatever, I, I think that we just need to say we, we need to come together in the power of agreement. That's why we're praying so much here. And, and not only with one another, but with other brothers and sisters in Christ and saying, you know what, we have something to accomplish. We actually believe we have hope for the world. And so we need to band together. All right. So Genesis 8, Noah has just Last week we talked about the Holy Spirit. We talked about him sending out the dove as a, as a signal that the waters had began to recede. And so you you come to the later on in Genesis chapter 8 and you you get right here. <laughs> I'm just going to read verse 20. Uh, 20 through 23, it says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. So, so Noah had exited the ark. All right? The 40 days and 40 nights of rain and floods had begun to subside, and they were on dry land. The, 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 the ark had rested on Mount Ararat, right? And, and, and which actually means place of promise, which is fascinating to me. But he, he, the waters began to recede. And it says, Noah built an altar to the Lord and took every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled the soothing aroma and the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done, which the earth remains seed time and harvest, and cold, and heat, and summer, and winter, and day, and night shall not cease. So the Lord's like, I, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to send waters to flood the earth again. And that's why we have the rainbow as a promise of His covenant with us. Now, what's fascinating... <coughs> 
Noah spent 40 days and 40 nights in an ark with all the animals and with his family. And the first thing he does is he worships the Lord. I think this is a picture of, like, like, let's be honest, 40 days and 40 nights when it's raining and pouring and you're stuck inside and you can't go outside and 40 days and 40 nights with your closest family, as much as you love them, you would probably be going a little batty. And, and probably the first thing that you would decide to do, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not being mean, I'm not being negative, I just think most of us probably would not be like, all right, let's build an altar to the Lord and let's worship him. It's like, let's get out of this house and get as far as way possible from here as we can. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go do this, that, or the other. And, and, and for a lot of us, we kind of went through that anyway with when we were in, in shutdown, or lo- I almost said lockdown, I'm not sure, when we were in quarantine. Felt like lockdown, but when we were in quarantine, the first thing we did, many of us went out to our favorite restaurant. We went and did this, that, or the other, right? And, and, and so Noah, the first thing he does is he begins to worship the Lord. And I think it's a prophetic picture that, that everything that we do, whether it's, I say good or bad, but everything that we do, no matter what's going on, needs to come from a posture of worship. Okay, everything that we do comes from this posture of, all right, Lord, we love you, we bless you, we honor you. And it's out of that posture where we begin to receive direction and wisdom and discernment from the Lord. And, (coughs) excuse me, my throat's being funny today. Like this hit me really hard this week as I was thinking on this passage that there's been some things I've been asking for direction of the Lord on. And, and, and I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks that like, rather than keep asking for direction and rather to keep asking for clarity, I just need to begin to worship the Lord. It's like, I need an answer. I need an answer. I need an answer. And in this text that I felt like the Lord said, teach from, I think the answer is right here. Worship him, then direction comes. Because you get to chapter 9, and, and again, the Bible wasn't meant to be read in choppiness, if you will, right? Like, because, like, Genesis was written as a book meant to be read continuously, not just a few verses here or there. Like, the entire Bible was written that way. And so you get to chapter 9, right? When you get to chapter 9, verse 1, it says, And God bless Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and, and fill the earth. So it's like, what do we do after the rains come? What do we do after all this stuff's going on? The Lord said, after this posture of worship, he says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. He repeats exactly what he said in Genesis chapter 1 to Adam and Eve when he said, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. I think this is actually, and you've heard me say this before, I think this is the exact same thing that Jesus said in Matthew 28, right? Which is the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, right? And teaching them everything that I have taught you. And lo, I'll be with you until the very end of the age. And so from the get-go, this is the Lord's plan. But you only receive that... If it's coming, if you're entering in, I guess, out of a posture of worship. 
And so the original Great Commission, again, is be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So it's like, what is be fruitful and multiply? I mean, it, it's, it's not... <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's not just turn on the Marvin Gaye album, right? It's so much more than that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, <laughs> if I didn't say it, I was going to think it the whole time. The, the, God's plan for His people was not just was not just that, and God's plan for His people wasn't just to meet on Sundays only. <coughs> put some money in the plate, stand up, sit down. We say this all the time. It was so much more than that. God's plan, and and it was so much more than 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 you know, come and do all this stuff that we do and then go home and talk about whether you liked what was spoken about or not. Like, it's like I want you to like it, but, but it doesn't matter if you do or not. I want to share what the Lord says. And so, or what I believe He's saying. And so, what, what the intention of the Lord has always been has been about the increase of His image on the earth. And so when the Lord said, be fruitful, multiply, we know in Genesis chapter 1, the Lord said, let us make man in our own image. And so if man's made in God's image, then when he's saying be fruitful, multiply, what he's saying is I want my image to fill the earth. And we believe that when you get born again, that you become conformed into the image of Christ your entire life. You're growing and becoming more like Christ. And as you become more like Christ, His image is being fruitful and multiplying on the face of the earth. That's what the Lord wants. And so when someone does not know Christ, when they look at you, they should see the attributes of Christ within your life. They should see that you're kind when no one else is being kind. They should see that you respond in love when others respond in anger. Right? They should see that when someone curses you, you end up blessing them, right? It's all of these types of things that, that, that it really multiplies the image of God here on the earth. And not only does He want it to fill, or not only does He want us to be uh, fruitful, multiply, He wants the earth filled with His image. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. By the way, the word fill, like I look up lots of words, right? The word fill actually means overflowingly filled. So not just a handful of people that meet on a Sunday morning. Like the Lord wants His image spread all across this globe. And, 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 and again, he, he wants Christians to come out of the closet, if you will, to where we aren't just hiding and then it's like, all right, it's Sunday, I'm a Christian. He wants us to live this lifestyle and not be obnoxious about it, but He wants us to be... Uh, like Again, I, this is just where my mind is today. I'm thinking of all kinds of things. But, but most of you all have seen the movie Elf, right? I would think. I know, right? But you remember when, when Buddy falls in love with a girl and then he's like, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows? Right? I think the Lord is looking for people that's, that just live their life and it's like, I love him, I'm thankful for him, and it doesn't matter to me who knows about it. Like that's what he's looking for. That's what he wants the earth filled with. And so he's looking for an earth filled with his glory. Now, what's amazing to me, I've rattled part of this off before, but the earth is 71% water, 29% land. So that means that when the Lord looks down on the earth, 
that 71% of the earth is already reflecting his image. So that means that only 29% needs something to reflect it. And what reflects his image? People filled with his Holy Spirit. That's why the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, Habakkuk chapter 2. And so I believe the Lord, He's, he's looking for us to be fruitful, multiply, and let's be honest, the, the populate, people's done a good job of multiplying, right? But to fill the earth with His glory is His intention. And I believe that despite what's going on in the planet right now, or on the planet right now, this is actually happening, and this is actually increasing. And I'll prove it here in just a few minutes. But I believe it's not getting worse. I believe that things are actually getting better. We just need to look past the birth pangs, if you will. It's like, why, why, why is all this stuff going? Like, I can't, I, it, I don't want to give just like a real simple, like, why is all this stuff happening? I'm just, I'll just, I'll just equate it to this. And I've said this before. But when you read the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's only two instances in which the demonic made themselves known. But when you get to the New Testament, when the incarnate Christ in flesh on the earth, or God in flesh on the earth, when he walks the earth, that's when you see all the other demonic activities start to flare up. Why? Because the presence of the living God is on the earth. And, and I believe that because the Lord is raising up houses of prayer, which is what I would consider us to be, right? He's not just doing it here. He's doing it all across the globe. <coughs> but when... When the presence of God begins to make itself known, that's when you start to see all these other things flare up. All right, so if you will, look at Isaiah chapter 9, and this is where I want to say we're not losing ground. I wrestled with saying that this week, by the way. By the way, I was at work. I was at work this week. Obviously, I was at work this week, but, but I was at work this week, and the day that they read the, the grand jury's announcement, I have never felt so burdened in my life. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter to me what, what, I don't even like saying side, but it doesn't matter to me what side you're landing on. It, it, that's, not, that's not what I'm trying to talk about right now. But I know that people are hurting and mad and angry on both sides. And I felt the weight of that this week. And, and I'll never, it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll equi- I don't want to, I'm trying to be careful what I say because words matter. But I remember where I was on September 11th. And I remember where I was when, the, when they read the grand jury announcement this week because I'm in a building full of a couple thousand people and people for the most part that get along and are doing their jobs and people that I've seen talk and laugh and have very opposing viewpoints and it's like what do I do with that how do we deal with that and then then you get on the news and you see everything that's happening, even within our own city. The, the riots and the protests. Protest all you want. The riot and the looting is what really bothers me, right? You want to protest, protest. That's your right. But the rioting and the looting, like, like in the destruction of property and, and, the, and the, just all the anger. 
like that's what's that's what really gets to me. I don't un- I don't understand that, and I think it's counterproductive to what people are wanting to accomplish anyway. And so so we have all this stuff, and then we're in the midst of we're still in a pandemic. Like I know some of us have gotten bored with the pandemic, and we've kind of moved on, but we're still in it. I mean, it's a, it's a truth, right? <laughs> like I, I saw the meme months ago. It's like it's it's the and and I'm again. I'm not trying to make a statement. I'm I'm just saying that that it's we're like we're this people that we just get bored of things and we move on. But it's still very much happening, right? People still catching it, and so we have all this going on. And then we're hyping up to November with the election. So there's like a lot of stuff going on right now. And it's easy to look around and think, man, we are losing ground. Like the the kingdom of God is being pushed back. I don't believe it's being pushed back. I believe what we're seeing is the manifestation of all the turmoil and anger beginning to make itself known. All right? So Isaiah 9 says this, and this is why I believe that it's not getting worse. Isaiah 9 says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. By the way, this is more than a Christmas prophecy, okay? For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. I think I preached a Christmas series on that three years ago, actually, those four names. And in verse 7, this is what's incredible. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of his, pl- or of his peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Fun fact, Lord of hosts means the Lord of the angels, the God of the angels. But anyway, so... I want, I want to I want to say make a couple of statements, and I think you guys know you, you guys know my heart, or should by now I would think after four plus years, but I'll I'll say this, I'll say that I believe it's getting better, and we cannot look at what's going on to determine whether or not things are actually going well in the kingdom of God. Okay, and 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 a lot of this has crept in, and and, and this is going to rail for just a few minutes right here. But but a lot of this thinking has crept in that we actually there are some believers that think the worse it get it gets is the more evidence that Jesus is coming back. That's not what his word teaches. That's poor end times eschatology. Eschatology means the study of the end, okay? For those who think that it's going to look like the books left behind, you're wrong. I'm just going to say it. They're wrong. It's that's not that teaching did not enter the church until about a hundred years ago. And when that teaching crept in, it gave people, I'm spitting today, it gave people the excuse to say, it doesn't matter what happens out there, as long as I prayed the prayer, I'm going to heaven. Jesus is going to snatch me from all the bad stuff that's that's happening. That is not what the word teaches. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters do cover the sea right and 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 like and like so so the word teaches i believe this wholeheartedly that the lord's going to establish his kingdom here on earth and then 
he'll return. Like, if he's coming back here, like, why do we pray that he snatches us up? And so are we getting snatched up and he's coming down and we're like, bye, Jesus, as we're doing that? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I know it sounds funny saying this stuff, and some people get really aggravated, but we have used this as an excuse. I mean, like, it's really bad out there. Like, everyone and their brother thought, and then I'm not making light of these situations. I'm just wanting to point out to you that bad things do happen, and it's not a marker. Like, like they're indicators you're getting more and more near. Jesus did say that there'll be wars and rumors of war. Like, we know this stuff, but he didn't come back right after Hitler came. He didn't come back after the Twin Towers hours fell and i don't believe he's come and like i believe he's coming soon because it's where i'm trying to be real careful here i'm just saying that we cannot say well there's a bunch of riots and protests he must be coming tomorrow it's like no these are the birth pains that get to the increase of his kingdom or that get to the full manifestation of his kingdom because he says this that there will be no end to the increase of his kingdom or of peace or end of peace and so what I see out there, I'm just like, all right, this is a last-ditch effort to try to get people to be like, all right, well, we don't need to do anything. <clears throat> because it's getting bad. Again, I, I, I try to preach contextually. I try to preach where I, I, I'm, I'm in a class right now, and we're talking about all kinds of stuff. I try to preach where I'm at and where I'm living and draw from that. And so I work right now, and, and at my job, there are daily quotas that people have to hit. What happens is, is that people typically hit their quota at such and such time, and, 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 the, and they stop the rest of the day. And I'm not getting paid for that. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, that's what happens. And for many, we think, I prayed the prayer to go to heaven, to heaven with me and to hell with everyone else. And that's not what the Lord desires. I'm just telling you that right now. Like, <laughs> now these things that's going on, they've changed the way we live our lives. They've changed the way we live our lives and will probably change the way we live our lives forever. Now, some of those things I don't care for, some things I'm really happy about. I'm really happy that people's more aware that I need to wash my hands after I pee. Like, it's just like, that's a good thing, right? Like, that's great. Don't care about the mask, but I'm happy people's more aware of hygiene. Like, like some of these things are good, and some of these things I don't care for at all, and we got to learn how to deal with them. But however, it, verse, I'm just, I should move on. I'm, I'm getting really sidetracked today. The, the increase of his government will continue to go on and on and on because it says this, that there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. That's either true or it's not. I believe it's true. So those that argue, man, I'm not angry either, by the way. I actually I feel better in the spirit than I've felt in about 60 days. My outer man is decaying. I am sore <laughs> and tired and I'm hurting. But in here, I promise, I'm, I'm exploding. 
he says that the government will rest on his shoulders. And so I'll just say this, and I'm not trying to offend anyone. Those that argue that there should be no separation of, or there should be separation of church and state, like they're right and it's wrong. Okay, what I believe is that it shouldn't be the church mandating what happens. It just the knowledge of the glory of the Lord ought to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea to such a degree that we begin to see more and more spirit-filled people in positions of influence. And I'm not making a decision on behalf of the church. I'm making a decision based on what I believe the Lord's telling me to do. There, there's a difference, okay? There is a difference. And his government will not cease to go forward. And again, I know that it's easy. I'm just going to read this. I know that it's easy to look at all that's happening on the earth and become discouraged. And the enemy wants nothing more than for God's people to think that it's getting worse out there. And we might as well give up hope. We might as well give up hope. And this is where I'll, I'll just give a few examples of why I believe it's getting better. Okay, first of all, first of all, the last two decades, the average life expectancy has went up five and a half years. I, I think that's evidence. <laughs> like <laughs> People are living five and a half years longer. Now, I, I think that's actually a good thing. I'm thankful for advances in medicine. <laughs> Right? I'm thankful for things like penicillin that weren't around 250 years ago. Like, 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 it's easy, again, it's easy to get sidetracked. It's getting worse. People's living longer. People are healthier. People's enjoying things more. Now, I'll say this, that, that what the enemy meant for harm, the Lord uses for good. Here's some good that's happened out of the last few eight, nine, ten months. Is I believe that the ecclesia, the body of Christ, is beginning to actually make herself known. And instead of having cultural Christianity, I think some of that's falling to the side. And we're having actually people saying, you know what, I actually believe this. I'm going to give my life to it. I'm not doing it because it's a club. I'm not doing it because it's going to gain me influence. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do any of this stuff. I'm doing it because I believe with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength that this is the real thing. And so you're starting to see this. For us, the major shift that happened is that we went like we started praying, and like, and some can't come because of work and all that. But like three days a week, aside from Sunday mornings, we have people up in this building praying for our city, for our church, and our nation, and the planet for that matter. And I think that that is actually a good thing. And we're starting to see that pop up more and more and more places. Our buddy Chet Todd in Evansville, Indiana, they're starting to do the exact same thing, right? So it's not, it's no longer just the great big places. It's small pockets of community that's beginning to host the presence of the Lord in their day-to-day -day lives and in their church and in their city. And I think that is a good thing, right? That is, I think, evidence that it's actually getting better, all right, so people are playing, people are praying, people aren't playing. I did not mean to do the alliteration, but it just happened. And, and so you have all these things in which I think are evidence that it's getting better. Now, again, it's easy to look and say, oh, I don't know about that. It's just like what we sang a few minutes ago, that we receive your rain. Like, we believe it before we actually see the manifestation of it. you got to believe it. All right, there will be no end. 
Verse 7, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Okay, I want to break down a few of these words. It says there will be no end. End means there will be no border. There will be no end destination. There will be no cutoff point. There will be no cutoff point to the increase of his kingdom. That has been his plan from the very get-go. When he put Adam and, Eve, Adam and Eve in the garden, he said, be fruitful and multiply. And he wanted to, them to expand the boundaries of the garden. And it's the exact same thing. The Lord wants us to expand the boundaries of the kingdom where there is no beginning and there, there is no end. It just, it's just, it just keeps going and going and going. And so this prophesies, or Isaiah prophesied, that there will be no this there will be no cutoff point it won't be like i'm i'm across state line if you will right and state trooper can't get me on this side of the line like it's not that whatsoever it is the lord saying that there will be no end to the what the increase which is the growth the military rank or the power or might or the actual abundance of his kingdom and so it's not like there will be no end to the weakness the lord saying there's going to be no end to my might and power and majesty, there's going to be no end to the increase of that very thing. Now, what is the very thing? It, and, and this is what makes some people squirm, and I'm okay with that. But there'll be no end to the governmental rule and reign or domination of God's kingdom. That's what government means. We were never meant to hide in a building and pray for him to come back. We were meant to shine forth the excellencies of his name and see his kingdom expand. And whatever phrase or whatever term you want to do it, like the, the, the Lord, it wasn't like, like, it's not like, all right, right here I'm in the kingdom, right here I'm in the area of darkness. It, there was never meant to be a distinction from here to there. It was always meant to be God's. And the Lord, like he could, he could just like, speak a word and it'll all be his but that's not what he wanted he wanted people that wanted to host his glory and his presence people that want to be used by him that's what he's waiting on i'm telling you he's waiting on the body to to raise up and and i know many places across the country are much smaller than they they used to be and i actually think it's the lord posturing them to do so, something much bigger in them and through them than they could have when the dead branches were attached and so i say that even though it's looking bad that the lord's about to use it for good all right there'll be no end of his governmental reign or of his peace the word peace is prosperity it means abundance it means success it means completion it means satisfaction it actually means his blessings and so the lord's saying not only will it be the governmental reign because if there's governmental reign of a king but there's no peace it's tyranny that's why he put that disclosure on the end of it. Because he's not a tyrant ruling from heaven waiting to zap people with lightning bolts. That was Zeus, a false god, right? He, he says, there'll be no end to the increase of my kingdom. And my kingdom will be known by this one thing, peace. 
prosperity, abundance. And I'm not talking about y'all getting Lexuses. I'm just talking about there being enough. Prospering in your hearts. Peace in the midst of all the junk that's going on. I don't know if I should say that. All right, I'm, I'm going to say it. it. It's bothersome that in the midst of everything that's going on in the city, that a heretical church is the one that's getting all the press. And you can look that up later, but, 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 but there's, it's the one anyway. And I believe that if we start hosting the Lord's presence, that some of these other things won't get, it's the Lord's going to use people and the Lord's going to be pe- use people that's hungry for him but doesn't bend to the culture. All right. And he's zealous that it'll happen, which means that, like, the Lord's very passionate about this. It means that, <laughs> it means that he's devoted to see that this will happen. It, it's, it's like, <laughs> like uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, how many, how many of y'all decided you were going to eat healthier on January 1, right? How many of y'all are waiting until January 1 to start again? <laughs> right? That's right. That's, it's right. Uh, uh, it's always next Monday is when my diet's going to start. And, and the reason why it's always next Monday is because we're not devoted to it actually starting today. But to the increase of his kingdom and of his peace, it actually it says the Lord is zealous, which means he's devoted that this is actually going to happen He's devoted, like the Lord's like, like, eh, it sounds like a good idea, or eh, today's a cheat day, right? Like, that's not what the Lord's doing and saying. The Lord's saying, like, I am devoted, I am zealous, I am jealous, I'm full of ardency for this to happen. And so for the increase of his government and of his peace to, to come to fruition, uh, it's, it, it would mean that since he's devoted, that it's slowly getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's where we need to have that revelation that most of the time when the Lord does stuff, it happens in the unseen realm. April reminded me just this past week about trees. Like, we have that great big tree almost took my eye out, right? That great big tree in my front lawn, but long before that tree got great big, it was developing a root system. You can't see the roots growing. You can't see it going deeper. You can't see that taproot down that gets really, really deep and hits that wall. You can't see that happening. And so us, we see what's going on out there. And I'm telling you, the Lord is doing something internally that you cannot see. But when it finally springs up, man, when it finally springs up and springs forth, you begin to see it in its grandeur and its glory. And so just because you can't see the root system growing doesn't mean that the tree's not growing. And just because we can't see what's going on, let me me say this. Fox and CNN 
<laughs> make their, you know, the, the reason why there's more than one news channel is because they get paid for people to watch by selling advertising. So they pander to two different sides of the aisle. They tell you what irates you and aggravates you, and so they're going to pay what sell, what sells. Crazy hysteria. It drives ratings. And if it drives ratings, you're not going to see the good that's happening. They're not going to talk about the government of God. They're not going to talk about the kingdom of God. They're going to talk about what's going on that's bad. And I think there's a lot of good stuff that's happening in the world that we just simply do not see. I like the news. I just know what, what, know, know what it is, too. Man, I, I like, I don't, I'm, I almost said I'm sorry if I've been offensive today. Like, and, and that, that isn't my heart. My heart is to show you that there is still good things happening. And, and we can allow the voice of Babylon to discourage us, or we can allow his voice to encourage us. And I'd rather allow his voice to encourage me. Here, here's, here, here's the truth of the matter. Like, there's, there's houses like ours popping up again all over the place. I think what you're seeing, and I'm thankful for what we're part of, but I think you're seeing the death of institutionalism and the birthing of families. I think that's a good thing. I got teary-eyed this week. I can't even remember. Like, my day, I don't, I don't, I struggle knowing what day of the week it is, right? But I was texting you back and forth. I was checking on you and seeing how you're feeling. And I don't even remember, real, oh, okay, full disclosure, I can't remember why we were texting, but we were texting. And you said, I can't live this life without you. I remember that. I got so overcome with emotion in that moment. Because I thought 10, 15 years ago, let's just say 10 years ago in the church, I wouldn't have got a text message like that. Or if I would have, I would have thought it was just platitudes. So I read that. I thought, Lord, this is what you're doing right now is that you're growing people like this to where it's more family than association or more family than it is the name on the front of the jersey, if you will, or even on the back for that matter. And I think in that, I say, I think in that moment, I just felt like the Lord just said, this is the advancement of my kingdom. Because he's doing it all over the place. He's doing it with our friend Pat Corey and Fort Worth. Like that group of people, they're a little bit bigger. They're a lot bigger bit than us, right? But they're like this and can't live life without one another. My buddy Todd in Seattle, Washington. It's actually not Seattle. It's the suburbs where Microsoft and all those are headquartered. The Lord's doing something like that among them. My friend Jordan in Boise, Idaho doing the exact same thing they're growing people like this together and 
and in the midst of all of this stuff, you're seeing the Lord move. I'll tell you something else good that the Lord's doing is I think the Lord is establishing the dinner table once more. All across this nation, because of people can't go out and do a lot more things, people sitting around their tables together once again. They're gathering around the table instead of a television. And there's nothing wrong with television. I love TV, right? But there is something to be said about sitting with your family, enjoying that. They're gathering in people's backyards around swimming pools. That's a good thing. (laughs) Brett's like, yes, let John smoke some meat. Like, these are all good things that the Lord's doing. Like, we think it's stuff that we found that just keep us busy. But I think it's actually what the Lord's doing once again. He's getting people to slow down. Dan says that you got to slow down to catch up with God. Like, that makes sense, but it makes a lot of sense. And I just want us to be a people to say, you know what? What's going on out there? It's serious. It is serious. And like my heart breaks, my heart breaks for the injustice that some people feel. My, my heart breaks for the injustice the African-American community feels. But my heart also breaks for what our police officers are going through too right now. I think I can be brokenhearted for both. My heart breaks because I have friends that are like passionate about both sides. And I think you're both right. But you're both wrong, too, at the same time. Like, my heart breaks because I don't know what to say or know what to do. I, ju- I just really don't. I, don't. I don't know what to say to coworkers now that say, well, you're a Christian. Do you have the answers? Like it's, and, like, the simple answer is y'all just need Jesus, right? Like, that's the, that's the easy thing. That's the easy thing to say, and it is the truthful thing to say. But when you have someone say, well, what do you do about this? And what do you do about that? And there's no real easy answer, right? There's no real easy answer. But in the back of my mind, it's like, but I know there's no end to the increase of his government or of his peace. There's no end to that. I prayed the other day. I prayed the other day, Lord, like, and and like, I've been... I know, it's, I know it's a season, I'm just going to say it, because I feel like I know what the Lord's called me to do. But in the season in which I'm in, the first 50 days I squandered because I pouted. I was mad and I was angry. In the last 10, 15, 20 days, I've been asking the Lord, Lord, you need to help me. I want, I, I'm, if I'm going to be doing this, I want you to use me in this. I want to give hope. I'm not buying my time till I can get to the next thing. This is where I'm at right now. I want you to use me right now. And so I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if you could, would you start putting me with other people that don't necessarily agree with what I believe and allow me to be loved for them? And so what I have found myself more and more is the Lord has been having me. I'm not a, I can't make this stuff up. The Lord's been having me work with Muslims. The Lord's been having me work hand in hand with LGBTQ people. Yesterday, I prayed with someone that's dabbling in the occult and Hinduism. But, but 
trying to be careful because I don't want to betray trust either. But all I'm saying is just like, Lord, just put me in that situation. And what I'm finding is, is that people's just really hurting and broken and confused. The other day, I found myself in a situation where, like, there's a lot of hurt and confusion going on. And I felt like the Lord said, don't preach to him. Just listen. There's actually someone going through some loss, and I felt like I was supposed to be one of Job's friends at that time, where I just sat down and I shut up and I listened for seven days. And I thought, Lord, I, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to tell him what the, I think the right thing is. And it was like the Lord whispered, "But my government and my kingdom is increasing right now by you just being a friend and listening." Because there will come a day, there will come a moment where I'm going to be able to share that. And, and, I, and again, I don't tell you this, but I, I, t- I don't even... I left my notes like 40 minutes ago. <laughs> I feel like this is more of an apostolic rambling than it is a message. But I just don't want you to get... I, I don't want you to get discouraged. I, I want you to believe the Lord's actually moving this hour. Amen. Let's just pray. So, Jesus, <laughs> I pray you take the ramblings of today and that your spirit communicates what you want communicated. I would pray, Lord, that we don't judge. I don't pray we judge your movement by what we see. I pray we judge your movement by what we're hearing from you in the secret place alone. I would pray that you allow us to shine forth your glory. I pray that you would help us to shine forth your excellence, Lord. I would pray, Lord, that we become image bearers for you on the earth. We may not ever preach a three-point sermon. We may not stand up and yell about Jesus. We may not do any of that thing. I actually think it's just going to be living a life filled with peace and rest and love. And when everyone else is angry, we're not going to be angry. When everyone else is shouting, we're not going to shout. When everyone else is saying, serve me, we're going to be the servants. When everyone else is saying, I've been wronged, we're going to be the ones that weep with those, Lord. When everyone else is mourning, we're going to bring comfort, Lord. I would just pray, Lord, you help us to live this stuff out and give us the opportunity to see you move, Lord. And I would pray, Lord, we would not, again, we would not judge your movement by what we see but we would actually know that when you say there is no end to the increase of your government or of your peace we would actually believe that is the truth I would also pray Lord that we start to live into the other truth that's right before that that I didn't even talk about today that it says that the government will rest on his shoulders I would pray Lord that we don't try to take things into our own hands I would pray Lord that we don't try to take responsibility for things but I would pray Lord, that we begin to co-labor with you, the one that's holding it all up by himself. And so, Lord, I just, I just love you, I honor you, and I bless you today, Lord. It is in your name we pray this morning.